What's going on, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, I know I normally ask you at this part of the show how you're doing. We debriefed mm-hmm. that last episode, so we'll take a break <laughs> from that question. And okay. I'm going to ask you a kind of somber question to start the show. Okay. If Twitter dies tonight... <laughs> All right. Whose tweets are you going to miss the most? Like in general or? In general. Whose tweets are you going to miss the most? Like of the people that we follow on Twitter. Yeah, just of of whoever. Whoever it is. It could be anybody. Wow. You are really, that's like not a nice question i know i before we started recording i told laura that she would be upset at me for this question because laura had no context that i was going to ask that question but yeah that's not nice i love all of our twitter followers (laughs) the ones i haven't muted um god yeah that list is longer than i care to admit uh oh god, I don't know. Everyone, I I will miss Twitter because we've worked so hard. Not that we have a huge following. We don't. We have 1,184 followers. Who, who's fucking counting though? <laughs> exactly. Dang it, that was a minute and 33 seconds into this episode. I um well Jeremy's counting how many times he says the F word in each episode. Um no, we've like we've worked so hard to get to this point. And I know some of you out there are being like, wow, guys, you really are proud of your accomplishment of a little over 1,100 followers, but you have no idea. Like, we, <sighs> it was such stepping stones for us. And like, we made like a little celebra- celebratory images when we hit certain things and like, we never thought that we'd have more than like 50 like social media followers on Twitter. And, you know, in less than two years, we got to this point and now it's potentially going to get blown out of the water because of some stupid billionaire who's a egomaniac. Like that makes me sad. And like, we have to describe Elon Musk. Yeah, and we just like aren't as popular on. Well, this is really selling our show and our community. We're just like not as popular on other. All of us on Instagram, goddammit. <laughs> and Facebook. Um, yeah, we just haven't been as successful yet in building communities on other platforms. And like Twitter has really like helped us, and Twitter's really been there to like celebrate with us. When the like good things happen, so I'm gonna miss everyone. My answer is Stinger. I sorry. Wow. <laughs> I Do you hear that, everyone? Stinger's he tweet. picked one person. I love Stinger's tweets. Um, but did you catch my little bit here of our usernames on the of our display names on the <laughs> on the video? Well, mine is still mine, but yours says, "Do our usernames matter?" LOL. Don't forget the LOL. Oh, LOL. Well, <laughs> mine is my also my Instagram handle. So Oh, that's true. My I think my Instagram handle has like an additional dot in it somewhere. You but. have so many. And here's the other thing. You have so many Twitter accounts. Like for different really only, things. Really only three. I really only have my field pass one, my 
general personal one and then our subjectively speaking one. You don't still own the, um, uh, what was your other show called? Um, oh my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Alrighty, hello. I forgot. Um, well, it's a shame that I don't have Twitter to broadcast that I'm hiring a new co-host. Hey, I'm in a very emotional state. Line change. Line change. I would have gone there eventually. (laughs) I had a bad day. (laughs) And our listeners are going, when do do you not have a bad day, bitch? Like, (laughs) God. Oh, no. Like, this is worse than the last one. (laughs) So we were unhinged last episode. This is so much worse. (laughs) It's a skill, really. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of impressive. It is actually kind of impressive that we're this torn apart, to be completely frank. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah, Twitter might go away. I actually am of the opinion that, like, I think that this will all end up being, like, in three days, we'll all be like, well, that was dramatic. That's what I'm holding out hope for. That's like I don't know. Like the the words he locked all the employees out of the buildings and took away their key card access does not scream over in a few days. I just think he's being kind and giving them a long weekend. Let me live in this. (laughs) He's not, he's definitely destroying Twitter. He definitely because I also like saw like that. A lot of the engineers just were like, actually, like, I quit. <laughs> I need to read you a tweet from our beautiful and wonderful friend, Kelly, because it both made me laugh and it was really sad. Um, hold on, let me. God damn it, fat fingers. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> so her tweet was, this is... <laughs> This is the bad place. And then it's a, she like retweeted a tweet from Pop Crave and it says this week's news. And just let me read this off. F any of you who are going to be like, dangly political, blah, blah, blah. Just get over it. It's a tweet. Um, So it says this week's news. Twitter is on the brink of collapse. Trump announces a 2024 election bid. Ticketmaster cancels public on sale for Taylor Swift era's tour. Alan Pompeo leaves Grey's Anatomy. Nancy Pelosi what? steps down. I didn't even know that. No way. Yeah, she announced it today. I'm very sad. Um, oh my God. Nancy Pelosi steps down from Democratic leadership, and the world population reaches eight billion. Yeah, calling this the bad place is hilarious. And I usually don't watch very many TV shows to understand the reference to that, but I do watch The Good Place. So you I do, did actually, yes. I did actually know what that meant. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, oh, that's quite a decade we're having this week. Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, and I will be the first one to say that I'm still pissed off at Shonda Rhimes for like canceling scandal after six seasons, but still making season after season of Grey's Anatomy. So in some ways I'm like really like pro Ellen Pompeo being like, I'm done. I'm good on this. Like, why am I actually okay with that? <laughs> and it's really more so that she's just like not going to be on the show. She's still going to be doing the narration of each show, but 
I don't know. I don't think unless this I only watch Grey's Anatomy like in the summers when it's like I can binge it on Netflix. So yeah. <laughs> I don't have cable. Um in this economy. <laughs> but I mean, I'm barely affording the twenty dollars a month for freaking Valley so I can watch the goddamn blue jackets. But here we are. <laughs> um this is unhinged. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so unless this like new crowd of um, interns that they brought in are really good, I don't think that Grays will last much longer. Yeah, probably not. And honestly, maybe for the best. I should we provide social commentary on the Taylor Swift thing? Like, is that our place of the podcast? <laughs> like, is are we like? Well, Taylor I was gonna Swift? ask you. I was gonna ask you if it was appropriate for me to tweet today that Ticketmaster is apparently as broken as the Blue Jackets. But I mean, we won a game tonight, so I (laughs) yeah. I mean, like seven points in the last eight. I mean, like they might be broken, but they're winning. Um, But yeah, I mean, wild. This is just like wild stuff. I feel like in like pop culture between like Twitter and Ticketmaster and like all this kind of stuff. Like who also I I just don't like I don't understand the Ticketmaster thing because first of all, Ticketmaster has been around since like. 1975 like it is not like they are new i'm gonna date myself here a little bit i remember Ticketmaster before you before buying tickets online existed like we used to have to (laughs) when i was in college we used to have to go to giant eagle and or to the venue or order, order them over the phone until like my junior year to get tickets to shows like, you got physical tickets because the iPhone wasn't a thing yet. And God, I'm really dating myself here. But, like, this is not rocket science. It's also not the first pre-sale that they've ever done. The idea that they didn't know how many of the tickets they were giving, they were making available for pre-sale seems insane. And also, just the general cost of said tickets... Like, where are humans getting this money? Uh, you and I had this conversation, like, early on when it came to Harry Styles. Because I truly, unless they're selling kidneys or people are just giving out credit cards willy-nilly, I do not know how these, like, 15-year-olds, other than their parents' money, of course, are going and seeing Harry Styles 15 times for a grand apiece. Like... You what? mean you don't have 15 grand just hanging out ready to pay for Harry Styles concert tickets? If I'm giving Harry Styles $15,000, there better be much more than a concert involved in this situation. <laughs> oh my God. And you can take that however way you want to, but. Sean Corrali in his post-game interview with Jody Shelley today used the term kind of goofy. <laughs> and I, that's has to be the name of this show only 11 minutes in because this has been the most unhinged we've been at the start of an episode quite literally ever. Uh, so this is what you get when you threaten to take away Twitter from us. I guess <laughs> this is who you have <laughs> to listen to. This is to. what you're left with. It's just a... Woof. Because this a is shell of who we used to be. And this is what you have to remember, folks. If Twitter goes away, our podcast will just turn into, like, 
13 second episodes and there will be like 13 a day like we're just gonna have like that we will just tweet via apple Podcasts. like that's yeah. how will we i mean how will we put out all of our random who will see my perfectly picked out memes i know yeah we're gonna have to get on here it's gonna be like hashtag cbj up five three over hashtag go have to go <laughs> period Publish immediately, like immediately publish. <laughs> All the episode titles will need to be in emojis in order to meet our monthly quota. All of emojis. Trust me, I don't even think we'd get there if we did it that way, based on the way that you use an emoji keyboard. But I digress because it's been a lot of other than other than the fact that Twitter's falling apart and there are eight million or eight billion people in the world and Taylor Swift concert tickets are gone entirely before the actual sale and the fact that Ellen Pompeo is leaving Grey's Anatomy and the fact that Donald Trump is running for president again. Uh, the Blue Jackets are winning hockey games. So, <laughs> so I think they go like, <laughs> And that's so, what really matters. That's not all bad. <laughs> it's, it's not all bad. It's may, it might be taking the entire team to win games. But we are winning hockey games. And it's not, and folks, she says the entire team, she's not talking about the Blue Jackets, she's talking about the fucking Cleveland Monsters. <laughs> um, not really, though. I feel like that's Hey, like, all of the goals tonight came from people who are actually Blue Jackets. That is true. I am definitely feeding into the trope of, like, the Columbus Broken Jackets a little bit more than I probably need to. But, but yeah, I mean, the Jackets in the last, uh, you know, the last four games, they've got seven points in the last, in the last, four and that's I mean obviously more success than they've seen in any four game stretch this season at this point so you've got to be happy about that you've got to be excited I I have to say that it seems as though and maybe this is an incorrect statement because what is the one thing I said to you about after Finland what is the one thing I said to you about that trip you said a lot of things I I do be saying things so one of the things (laughs) that I said was that the Jackets obviously started the season with a really, really brutal stretch. Mm. And once they get back from Finland, which they are now back, um, the fact of the matter was that the schedule, not to discount any NHL team because they're all great, like in comparison to most other leagues, I mean, there's not really that much separation. It was a relatively weaker schedule for the Jackets when they got back from Finland. And so I was of the opinion, like, don't hit the panic button until after we were back from Finland and we play a handful of these games and we see how they go. So four games in after Finland, points in every game, that's definitely a step in the right direction for the Jackets. And so it hasn't looked pretty by any means, really at any point of this, of this you know, point streak, but... The Jackets are winning hockey games. They're collecting points. And that's something that you couldn't have said a couple of weeks ago. And part of it to me, like maybe I'm, maybe I'm reaching at things here. Like once you have all these players go down, Zach Wierenski, Adam Boquist, you know, Jake Bean now, you know, you, I mean, Patrick Line, I mean, you name it. I don't have time. I'm busy. I don't <laughs> have time to say everybody who's out, <laughs> but the expectations went out the window, right? Like, I mean, like it immediately became like, well, last in the league that's like the final discussion so part of me is wondering if they're playing a little bit better just not having these expectations over their shoulder yeah i mean i think we've seen this before i mean this is not the first time that we have had such a outrageous number of injuries where you know as we joke the team is half made up of you know members of the cleveland monsters like 
you know, this has kind of happened. I think the last most notable time would be, um, I think right before we ended up sweeping Tampa in 2019, I think leading up to that, we had had a long string of injuries as well as in 2020 before um, the world shut down that there was just, you know, this long string of injuries where we had to really think about what we were doing and decide if we were going to, you know, lay down and give it all up or fight through and decide that it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to count. Um, and that's what they're doing right now. Like it's like you said, it is not pretty. Like we cannot hold on to a lead for very long. Uh, we tend to have to keep fighting at least in these last two wins. Like we've had to keep fighting like there, we don't give ourselves any sort of a lull, um, except for maybe, maybe the exception of tonight. Um, they had a, a little bit of a two goal cushion for like three minutes. Um, but we're just, I, the trope saying we're, we're finding a way, but there's still things could be so much better. Like they could just, be, they could just be so much better. We suck so bad at getting the puck out of our end. Like we just, we just really suck really bad at doing that. <laughs> That's not incorrect. I mean, there are a lot of things about the way this team plays hockey right now that make it somewhat hard to watch and somewhat stressful to watch because, and really like tonight, like a prime example of that, right? Like it just felt like Jonas Corbisalo, who like gave up four goals, right? What's the final score? I don't even know. Is it six, four? Six to four. So obviously gives up four goals. The only one that was like his fault and weird was I think the fourth goal. Like that was just strange. Like that was just unlucky. But I mean, he couldn't get any help tonight to save his life. And yet the jackets still find a way and he played really well, which is exciting. And so, you know, we've got some good hockey to talk to you all about. Obviously the first game that happened this week was against the Flyers. So uh, John Tortorella came back to Nationwide Arena after his (laughs) infamous, which it kind of blew up him not doing press, you know, after that first loss in Columbus. Well, I think they were, the NHL's, was just is may still be deciding if they're going to find him for not doing post game press and having Brad Shaw do it. Um, I don't know. I hadn't, I read an article that they were considering it, but I hadn't uh, seen if they had actually done it yet or not. Not his first fine. So <laughs> well, here's the thing I, if you're the NHL, right? Like, what do you want this man to do? Because if he would have come out there after that game, like if anything else, to me, that shows that he has at least some level of like self-regulation to be like, and maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe he was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it. But like in my head, he knew for a fact that he was going to go out there and say some stuff that was going to get him fined anyway. So like if you're the NHL, what do you want John Tortorella to do in that situation? Do you want him to go out there and cuss out reporters or do you want him to just sit in his office and be pissed off and let Bradshaw handle it? (laughs) Like, I think the latter, I think the answer is the latter. I mean, they're getting their money either way. So like he's either going to become like a meme where he's shouting some shit or like, he's going to be no going to be, you know, he stormed out of the building and blah, 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 like refused to give, give press or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I do think he gave, he did post game press this time though. Mm -hmm. 
after he did become a meme in the first period when they did his on-bench interview for the Flyers because we were on national TV that that game. And he just goes, we suck. We suck. We suck. We can't. We're not forechecking this and the other. What do you want to see? (laughs) Forechecking. So funny. So funny. And he also, I mean, he also came into the building with a newly acquired Shiner after he got kicked by a horse. Like, yeah. And at one point, because that game was that game was rough. That that was a a rough game. But at one point, he was treating us, his former team, as if we were responsible for him getting kicked in the face. Like he just was so mad. And I think even more so after we ended up winning in overtime. Shout out Vladislav Gavrikov. Um, Who else? Like, <laughs> and his beautiful mustache. Um, you know, he was just, I think he was pissed to lose the first game and, you know, I think tried to come back equally as confident, if not more pissed off. Cause now he has to answer questions about how he got kicked in the face by a horse and, you know, things he doesn't like to talk about. And so he tried, he tried really hard to just punish the shit out of us. Um, but you know, in the end. We got that dub. We sure did. We sure did. And it was the first of a few. Well, hopefully a few because we've got another game on Saturday. But, yeah, it was the first of two so far this week. And, you know, I obviously, you know, getting into overtime and just having the opportunity to let Vladislav Gavrikov do what he does best, which is score overtime goals, question mark, you know, I could have been happier to see that play out the way that it did. I mean, the other element of that, too, is, like, one of the players who's just been shining, I think, so far since he's made his way up to Columbus has been Marcus Bjork. And and he, I mean, like, was – it led both teams and expected goal percentage when he was on the ice. Like, he played really well in that game. And for the most part, like, the guys who have gotten called up and been put in situations to – you know, make a difference have, have done exactly that to this point. And so that's been really helpful too, for the jackets. I think it's one of the things where you're calling up guys that have something to prove, right. And and they're doing it. And so that's, that's really exciting if you're a jackets fan. And uh, I, you know, <laughs> five, four game, the jackets are finding a way to score and they do that in or against Philadelphia at home. And uh, they were were primed and ready to go for tonight, it seemed. It seemed like they were primed and ready to go for tonight's matchup, Thursday's matchup against the Canadians, uh, where they jumped out to uh, a 2-0 lead. It felt like it was going to be a game that the Jackets could really establish pace and tempo. They did that in the first period, it seemed. Although I will say, Montreal, like, came out, like, controlled the pace at the very start of the game. But then, you know, Cole Sillinger just... (laughs) scores the weirdest goal and like doesn't matter you know they don't ask how they ask how many and and the jackets take a lead there and and they're able to kind of build on the momentum uh, to end the first period up to nothing right at the end of the mm. first and so you've got to be happy going into the locker room then and then uh the second period happens and uh the jackets are doing exactly what they do best and that's stuck in the second period <laughs> <laughs> yeah the second period was rough um it's just it goes back to what I, what I said earlier. It's that we're doing so much better when we can get and control the puck in the opponent's end. Like obviously you're seeing that in 
in the scoring and the type of scoring that we're doing in the types of um, plays that we're being able to create and accomplish. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but it is really, really evident that the re like the reason why our goalies, I mean, there's a number of reasons, but the reason why our goalies are taking so much shit so far this season is that everyone who plays in front of them, it doesn't matter who it is, cannot get the puck out of our end for any amount of time like in order to give corpy or elvis or tarasov any sort of breathing room and they just get an onslaught like which is exhausting for goalies and it's how they make these it's how they end up getting these goals that are from weird angles that are from whatever it's because they're exhausted they've blocked two three rebounds in a row and they just simply are gassed and can't move fast enough to get that lucky another you know rebound four now yes granted we need to work on goalies holding on to pucks when they stop them and all that sort of stuff but Truly, if you're the rest of your team can't help you get it out of literally the crease, like so many of the Canadians' goals tonight came from simply being right there in Corby's face, right? Like, and that just can't happen. No, no, it can't. And you're not going to win very many hockey games doing that, right? I, I mean, obviously, the Jackets up against a team in, in Montreal that, like, is is not necessarily the steepest competition for them at this point. I mean, that's a team that, you know, on paper is probably worse than them when they're at their healthiest, I should say. I mean, I, I don't know how you even assess if this team is better or worse than other teams at this point, not knowing really what you have uh, in some of these players who have only played three, four, five, six NHL games. But, but yeah, I mean, it, that second period was tough to watch because obviously you're just thinking, okay, like – this is and especially the Josh Anderson goal, like especially with 2.1 seconds left in the second period. It just feels like that is a momentum crusher. But then Matthew Olivier, who we'll talk about probably quite a bit today. I mean, he shows up in a big way and, and drops the gloves at the end of the second period. And, you know, to me, you know, obviously it wasn't like the world's greatest fight. I don't know that I would say he had a clean like win by any means. Like I think it's pretty much more of a draw, but you know, that's the kind of thing where like, he's not letting the team go into the locker room with that goal being the last thing on their mind. Like he's, Mm. he's letting them go into the locker room, thinking about the fight, getting riled up, you know, just wanting to, to give his team something to look, look up with like or look up for and I, I think that that's a really great thing it does it for the fans too I mean obviously like it, if you're in Nationwide Arena tonight I'm sure you were dejected after that second goal and then for Olivier to drop the gloves immediately following that off of that draw like I'm sure that that probably had to lift the spirits in the arena a little bit if you hadn't already started making your way to the skyline stand so I I big applause to him for for making that happen and and really I think for me at least what I thought would be the goal of the night was Boone Jenner's seventh of the season. Beautiful, beautiful play from that top line question mark. Like uh, Lars obviously switches some things <laughs> up and Kent Johnson ends up on the top line in place of Emil Bemstrom mm-hmm. uh, because they're doing what Laura they're playing. What 
Blue Jackets Vogel. Your favorite. And so Ken Johnson ends up on the top line and and really just does an excellent job of, of feeding Boone Jenner, who was wide open in the slot after Johnny Goudreau, you know, found found Ken Johnson speaking on the other side of the ice. And so that was great. But then three minutes later, it's a tied game again, and that sucks. And then Sean Corrali has the goal of the night. Like, let's, like, be serious. Oh, absolutely. Maybe the season to this point for the Jackets. I know he wasn't the game winner, but my God, if that goal doesn't get shown on every single sports highlight show, like after tonight, like what was it? So, cause I heard it over the radio. I didn't see it. Um, but so he takes a hit and is down on the ice and is pissed Get because it, it's a hit in a corner. There's only one ref at this point because the other ref got injured and had to leave the game. So obviously Perfect. one ref isn't going to see everything. So Sean takes this hit in the corner. He's wanting a penalty to be called. Ref didn't see it. He gets up. He's pissed. There's two Canadians in front of him. And normally Sean Crowley is not like a super assertive offensive player. Like he's more of a like laid back kind of situation, like takes hits and all that sort of stuff. But he's not like super go get him. Sees these two Canadians players in front of him, gets the puck, decides to skate in between them. Full risk of him getting this puck taken away from him. Breaks out and scores all within like a 25 second time period. And pissed Sean Crowley is the hottest version of Sean Crowley. And yeah, I- it, was, it was pretty great. <laughs> it was pretty great. Yeah, Sean Crowley obviously had, I mean, like, and even his empty net goal, he was pissed off after, which was hilarious. I I mean, it was incredible. And you described it exactly right. Obviously, Bob and Gelly gets doing something right on the radio there because that is exactly what happened. And so, I mean, it definitely has to be a Blue Jackets goal of the year candidate without without any shadow of a doubt. Great play by Sean, and that's just such a big energy goal, right? Like it's just to yeah, be able great to, celebration like, too. One hundred percent, and like you, like the hometown kid, like every time that Sean Crowley or Jack Ross like score a goal, it's like fun. Like it is just a good time. And so then a minute later, Matthew Olivier scores his first as a Blue Jacket, two thirds of the way to a Gordie Howe hat trick. Unfortunately, he didn't get there all the way, but I mean throws i mean i don't know did you see him celebrate did you see the video of him celebrating yes and it was off of wasn't it off of play that he and corrali yeah, put together off of a face-off because and that's when sean corrali said they were lining up kind of goofy all night on the draws yes and corrali wins the puck back to olivier he scores and he reaches behind his back and he grabs the monkey and he throws it off which was just so, so good. It was, you could tell how excited he was. And I know he was mic'd up tonight. So, like, I hope that there's like a lot of really good, hopefully clean, hopefully they like show us like as there, much as um, possible. When I did, I think I turned it on right before this goal or something. Um, but they do have a little clip of him being mic'd up. It is um, cleaned up, though. Yeah, I saw the one that they did on Bally where, like, they had him, like, talking. But I really need like, the unedited, the unscripted, just him yelling all the expletives. Correct. More than anything, that is what I need. But, 
But then, like, the weirdest, like, eight seconds later, <laughs> Nick Suzuki scores. And, and really, I hadn't even, I didn't even notice that they were at the face off again. And all of a sudden, I hear Nick Suzuki score. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, fast. I didn't even know we faced off. It was crazy fast. Yeah, not great. Not great at all. But then, of course, Sean Crowley, empty net goal, Columbus kid. And I don't know about you. I mean, that happened at 1747. There's still two minutes and 13 seconds left in this game. And I was like, oh, for the love of God, if we get a Sean Crowley hat trick at home, I cannot even imagine what that <laughs> arena would be like. Oh, it was it was two moments of like absolute joy, but then also like, please don't fuck this up. Like, please yeah. just don't. And they didn't. I mean, they really fought off. Like the Canadians didn't put their goalie out again. Like, and so they really had to fight with the Canadians having that extra skater on the ice. And, you know, with the Blue Jackets and how the season has been going, like, you cannot rule anything out, especially because, as I said, we cannot hold a lead, like, for any longer than a minute and a half at this point, like, if that. So with, I mean, two was like two minutes and 30 seconds or whatever after Sean scored his empty net goal. Like, so much can happen in a Blue Jackets game in two minutes and 35 seconds or whatever it was. So, you know, if if we're going to be extra proud, like if we're going to give bonus points for anything, I think we need to give bonus points for that two minutes that they just were able to hold off the Canadians and like keep that lead and not do like a classic Blue Jackets thing and either blow it or lose it in that time. Correct. It was really impressive to see that make that happen. And Laura, do you know what else is really impressive? Um winning money on DraftKings? Yeah, winning money on DraftKings. It is maybe perhaps one of my favorite pastimes. And and I really know that for a lot of our listeners too, it's one of their favorite pastimes as well. And, uh, you know, we're still talking about NFL Sundays over here because, as you all know, they keep getting better and better. And that's not just because the Bengals take the field again this weekend after a bye week that really just set me into a tizzy last Sunday. But uh, it's because that things are getting bigger and better over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point total. So again, you've got Joey Burrow going back on the field this weekend. Maybe you're gonna, maybe you think he's going to score a couple of touchdowns and you think the Bengals are going to catch a dub. You know what? You can bet on that. You can bet on that, put them together, and you'll win even more money because with bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. And I'm not just saying that. It really is. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Place a $5 bet pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Laura. You did it. I did it. I didn't. I, well, I, I fucked it up a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I definitely did a little bit. But nonetheless, the one thing that I 
I, I'm not going to commit to not fucking this up too. But the one thing that I'm excited for us to be able to bring back, because we haven't been able to do it in so long, because we have an internal rule about the three stars game that we like to play here on Subjectively Speaking. And that is, if they don't win a majority of their games and like we need to like be humbled a little bit, we don't pick our three stars for the for the episode, you know, encompassing the games that we're covering for that episode. And so here are the rules, if in case you forgot. Uh, we take a look at the last games that the Blue Jackets have played since our last episode, and we pick our three stars for for that time period. And so, Laura, I know that you have probably been way more prepared for this than I have. And so I am going to throw it to you, and then we will remember now that you are this time and I am next time. We're remembering that. We're putting it into the ether so that way I don't just turn it to you like I always do because I never know which one of us goes first and that honestly just feels safer. And so, Laura, passing the torch to you to give us your three stars for the last two games against the Flyers and against the Canadians. I also want to mention before we do this that we're wearing our podcast colors right now. And I just like, looked up at the logo and then looked down at both of us and I was like, hey. So normally We're, we both have like the same color on. It's usually gray. We're not really colorful people when it comes to clothing all the time. Well, and the other day when we were guests on J. Jake Jackets, uh, we had the same shirt on. We did, yeah. We had the black speaking <laughs> shirt on the logo, the, the uh, text logo. Um, but yes, my slight detour to our fashion choices, but our three stars. So <laughs> I had to laugh tonight when I asked you if I could, because you were doing all the tweeting tonight. I couldn't. It. I, I tried once because I thought that you were still in the shower and it had missed something. And so I was like trying to tweet about it. And then he's just so fast when he gets to be the one that does Twitter during the game. So I don't even try anymore really. And, but I do like to tweet out the three stars when we win. Of course, I don't do it when other people are named the stars only when all three of them are the jackets. Um, hey, so really when true. you replace somebody in one game recently, you like, I feel like you sub somebody. I, I think so. I think it was the, I think it was the Flyers game. No, I think what happened is I had them mixed around. Uh, I gave someone. Oh, did you do it after the Flyers game? Mm hmm. So Travis Konechny was the third star for the Flyers. So you, you oh. put somebody in. And I don't remember who you put in. I think you put Corpy in. Yes, because whatever I was listening to it on didn't like said something else. And I was like, oh, um that was me typing on twitter if anyone was curious that sound it's the exact sound i make whenever i tweet they didn't know um, that already i feel like they knew that <laughs> um but so really i don't i i wish i was more prepared i'm not gonna do any ties because i know how much you hate that so i'm just gonna go like top of the dome um for my third star i'm going to do sean corrali I think Sean has really stepped up um, in the last two games. So he now has three goals in two games. Um, and I think that his line has just been the one that has gotten progressively better. Um, I think that they are really working on making each other, like each other better. And like, as we saw tonight, like they're setting up their own plays They're, you know, 
bouncing back after situations happen and like using their <laughs> rage to um, compete harder and not back down. So um, I think Sean is being a great leader um, for that, that line. So we're going to go Sean Corrali. Um, second star I'm going to give. Ooh. <laughs> second star I am going to give. I have to do it. I'm going to give it to Boone Jenner. I think that's fair this time. I know I usually give you shit, but like, I think. That's yeah, fair. I just, I, I just, he's, I think that the season has been really hard on him. And I think that he, similarly to what I said about Sean Corrale, I think that he is finding, and we're going to say finding a way. I'm going to say finding a way so many times, but he's using all of that frustration and embarrassment and shots to his own pride as a captain and as a player. And I think he's finally starting to be able to use that as motivation to not only better himself because his play the last two games has been, you know, out of this world. We're seeing glimpses of that Boone Jenner that we all, you know, know and love and can have, you know, 20, 30 goal seasons. Um, so I just think he's really stepped up. And then my number one star is Jonas Corposalo because he has taken some impossible circumstances and some really like, just like we talked about earlier, just having to really hold this team. And, you know, he is a big reason why we've had, you know, seven points and not so yeah seven points in the last four games like he has held us together and came in just effortlessly the other night when Elvis got injured and especially tonight stood on his head in so many difficult circumstances and he is showing that he is back and that he is ready to play and I think you can really tell that for the first time in a couple of years, he is finally playing truly pain-free and I'm just so happy for him. Like regardless of whether we win games or not, like the fact that he is out there and finally comfortable playing like is just so awesome. So he's my number one. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think it just feels good to see him out there again. And and I, and that has to be a really, really solid pick there, you know, at, at number one. And and for that reason, my number three is Yoda Scorpisola. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, obviously, like, you know, very similar reasons for you, uh, as you, I should say, you know, he has been just outstanding and he has, you know, come into situations that weren't necessarily easy and in a moment and in moments where, you know, his future with the blue jackets was so on the rails and, and, you know, you also had, you know, just, you know, you weren't sure what was going to happen in terms of the goaltending situation once he got healthy and then he plays well and he starts to challenge Elvis a little bit. And then unfortunately Elvis gets hurt and, and and I mean, we'll make mention of it a little bit later, but he's week to week. So, you know, that at least for the stretch of games that the jackets have coming up, which is like, 
a decent stretch. I mean, they've got back-to-back games this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So, like, is Corby going to get both games? Maybe. Is is it going to be split with Terry? Maybe. Like, we'll see. But but overall, I mean, like, Corby, here's the thing, right? It's weird that he has such a high goals against average right now, but he has a 9-10 save percentage. It just tells you how many shots the Jackets let up in a game. But, but I mean, overall, he's just played really well, and his composure is, is good. And like I said, except for tonight's one fluky goal, it just feels like he's – He's really had to play lights out, and and the team is where it's at and has gotten points in as many games as it has in part because of him, and I feel pretty comfortable in saying that. Then I think for my second star, I've got to go I've got to go with Sean Corrali. You know, the thing about Sean Corrali is that he's also just willed that line into playing just lights out, right? I mean, he, ever since he's come back, has has really just reinvigorated that line. I think we've learned more and more and more why those three are put together, right? Points in, in back-to-back games for everybody on that line, you know, multi-point game tonight for both Curls and for Olivier. No, excuse me, Olivier only had one, one point tonight. But, um, you know, he had a point the other night and, you know, Carl's had a goal the other night and Robbie's getting in there too on the score sheet. I mean, it's just been really good to see that line picking up steam at a time where they really need that character line to be playing well, because it's a lot of young guys on this team right now. And if they need to establish a pace, they're going to go to that line. And I think that's really awesome. My first star, it's gotta be captain Boone Jenner because he truly has played like a captain the last few games. I mean, I think, you know, you look at the way he's played and you look at the difference he's made on the ice, you know, it speaks volumes, you know, two goals against Philadelphia, one against, you know, Montreal tonight. He's just playing lights out. And that's without Patrick Laine on his wing, which is something that obviously you can take to the bank. He's going to get a goal or two, um, you know, every week because he's just playing with Patrick Laine and Patrick Laine and Johnny Goudreau are going to set him up. And he's been doing a lot of it on his own, which has been really cool to see. You know, he's got seven goals here at the start of the season, which means he's on pace for 35 this season, which, like, I, you know, would be tickled to death if he managed to to net 35 goals. But I'm going to take the under on that one, I think, right now. But overall, it's just been cool to see him kind of get back to form in the last week, and it shows just how, how impactful of a player he can be. You know, Johnny Goudreau still leading this team in points, but Boone Jenner not very far behind. I want to say he has 12 points, He's and I think Johnny Goudreau has 14. So, you know, Boone Jenner is looking good. I mean, like, it's going to be good times every time you can say that Boone is looking like he might have a career year, and, and if he can keep it up, he's definitely going to be well on track for that. So, Laura, our three stars don't really don't really differ all that much. They might be a little bit different in order, but whenever we can agree, I feel like it's always a happy time on the show. Yeah, just uh, you know, a different a different order, but the same level of appreciation, and like definitely for three people that at least in the last two games have really been the heartbeat of, and obviously they've had a lot of help. Like tonight, we had twelve players with a point, um, and like like I said, it's 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 gonna take the whole team. Like it is, it is going to take the whole team to get these wins, but you know, out of these last two games, these three have, have really shown um, the others, like what is possible and, you know, what they can do even in these toughest of circumstances um, with injuries and just with, you know, the madness around them from the media and, you know, everything and fan expectation, like, 
that they can still be a good hockey team and that they still have potential to be an even better team. Yeah, I think that's the thing that's really exciting, right? It's like, obviously, you know, this team is nowhere near the pinnacle. <laughs> you would hope not. Like, you would hope that. Oh, this God. Team... If this is our pinnacle, I... <laughs> I need to buy a Seattle Kraken jersey set. But no, I, I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form. I, my, my like, message more than anything, right, is, like, this is still going to be fun hockey. Like, this team might not win every game. Like but they're going to be fun to watch. And I think we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, like create environments and create things that draw fans in to like be interested. I know that Lars probably hates that game. I know that John Tortorella would have, but six to four hockey games are a good time. Like go out there, have fun. And if we end up in the wind column every once in a while, it's a good time, but keep playing fun hockey. Enjoy it. Like create a spectacle for the fans get gritty. I mean, I think at this point we're already almost almost halfway, if not more than halfway to the number of fighting majors that we had last year. So, I mean, that's a good amount of fun for people to take in. It's just been nice to see that even when this team is down a little bit, they're having fun and, and they're creating fun environments for fans. And that's that's what matters. And that's, I mean, put butts in seats and, and keep the train going and keep making sure that you're supporting these guys because they're playing really well even without – even without some of their stars. And we got some more clarity on <laughs> a couple of players, you know, this week uh, who went down against the Flyers. And so, Laura, I'll throw it to you for the injury roundup. Whose yeah. shoulder fell off this time? Jake Bean. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we unfortunately – uh, I'm going to call it 2.5 injuries because he did end up being okay to play today. But – Um, so after Tuesday night's game against the Flyers, we found out that, um, Jake Bean was injured, Elvis Morris Lincolns, and for a minute or so, um, Emil Bemstrom was also being evaluated for a potential injury, but that seems to have alleviated itself because he was in the lineup this evening. But in that time, we have found out that Elvis will be week to week with a, uh, lower body injury so my guess is probably like he strained like pulled something and needs like um a little time to just to like get it stretched out and um work on um just making sure that muscle isn't like overworked and resting it and all that sort of stuff pretty common goalie injury again week to week is not definitely the worst thing we've heard so far um, this season with injuries. And then um, I don't know really what it is with the shoulders on this team, but um, they have not specified the type of shoulder injury yet that Jake Bean has, Um, but he is out long-term with um, a shoulder injury. My, My guess is it's a separated shoulder with a torn labrum. Because where would you have gotten that information from? Oh, I don't know. Um, let's see, Zach Wierenski or Justin, perhaps Justin Danforth, Danforth. Like you know, those humans. Um, Context is there in your defense. (laughs) Yes, but so he has been he has been noted as out indefinitely, and as we know with Jakub Voracek, the words indefinitely um, are a real mystery. So. 
who knows with Jake Bean, but we now, I think, oh, we might have the most um, salary on IR right now in the league. I will say. Um, or else we're close. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think the Canadians have quite a bit too. I mean, like they've been playing pretty hurt. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know that, like to go and look and see just like how much. I mean, it's a lot of money for the Jackets. And I mean, technically, not everybody who's hurt, like, so Elvis is technically not on IR. I think he's just Yeah, he's scratched. a scratch. Um, um, they did move Patrick to IR, though, mm-hmm. and that's a big amount of money. Um, so, and I do believe that Jakob Voracek is on IR. So, you know, it's just, it's it's a lot of money to have in injured players right now. And, and unfortunately, our, like, missed, what is that? like percentage thing like the games missed in total it's based off like the number of players you have oh, out man, in the game. Man, man, man games lost yeah man games lost last last we recorded it was 57 um i do believe it is probably in the mid 60s if not at 70 now just yeah, having two games i mean if you think about it what they're like seven players mm-hmm. out right now so that's 14 right there so yeah it'd have to be close to that um, it looks like technically on IR right now, the Blue Jackets have Adam Boquist. No, he's on LTIR, so he's on long term oh. IR. Um, but then Zach Wierenski, Patrick Line, Jakob Voracek, Jake Bean, Justin Danforth, and Nick Blankenberg. Well, so, I mean, Zach Wierenski, Jakob Voracek, and Patrick Line. That's like uh, eighteen grand or eighteen million. Um, you you are underselling that by nine million dollars. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> well, no, excuse me, my math was bad there. Seven million. Yeah, the three of them combined make twenty five, and the total of IR, not including Anna Boquist, just IR is uh, thirty point six million. And then uh, if you add Adam Boquist to that, it ends up being $33.2 million. So That's a lot of money. It, it sure is a lot of money. You cannot say that it is not a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot more money than I think you and I will ever see combined in our life. So Pretty much. But nevertheless, it is what it is. The jackets are hurt. Put the rest of the guys in bubble wrap. Here's hoping that it goes well. Laura, what else is on your Blue Jackets radar? Oh, just that it's really nice to hear, like, Nationwide be, like, kind of rowdy and loud and have it not be booing, Um, because I think that was a real, you know, bummer before the team left for Finland is that those last few games at home were just, like, bad energy all around. And to now hear... um, you know, the cheering and the standing up and the, you know, really pushing the team through like fan, you know, participation is, is really fun because neither one of us have been to Nationwide for a game since the home opener. So, and we're getting to come back this upcoming week on Wednesday and Friday's games. And I don't know about you, but like, I'm pretty excited to be back in Nationwide and like to be able to have, um, you know, that game day experience. So it's just been nice. And hopefully, because they're my favorite thing, I just really want to see the streamers go off in person. 
So, because that's just, I love them so much. Yeah, because we didn't get streamers on opening night, and so here's hoping that we can, at least for one of those two games, find our way into some streamers, because I miss, I even miss them too. See, and like, we're hoping to be able to spend one of those games with some of our favorite people, um, and show some appreciation to some of our favorite people, um, just for, for a lot of things. We're very, we're very lucky people, um, with our little community. So I'm just excited to be back at Nationwide and it's going to be throwback. I mean, before this happens, but next Wednesday when we're there, it's going to be throwback night. So pretty exciting. It'll be a lot of fun without a doubt. And, and Laura, normally at this part of the show, I would be like, oh, you can keep up with us on all of our social media. And I think we still have to plug Twitter. We will for now. And then hopefully <laughs> we'll see what happens. But so go ahead I, and let the good people know where they can find us on uh, every social media platform, but very explicitly uh, for emphasis, uh, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> Got it. So yeah, so lots of lots of hockey coming up on Saturday and Sunday with Detroit and Florida. And you can follow along with us on social media um, on hopefully Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod. You can follow us on Facebook at subjectively speaking. You can also now follow us on TikTok. Yes. Is it at subjectively speaking? It is at subjectively speaking. Woohoo! I think now that you now that you said it, I have to run back and go. Look. Yes, it's at subjectively speaking. We have one video up there, um, and it has and twenty views. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, and then we're also on YouTube at subjectively speaking. And then if you want to um, learn a little bit more about us or find the links to all of these things, you can visit our website subjectivelyspeaking.com. And then if you want to, I mean, I already paid it, but like. If you want to replenish my bank account and also help Jeremy with those Finland bills uh, you and get some cool merch in exchange, uh, you can visit our merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. It has a lot of fun stuff. We'll soon have a lot more fun stuff and hopefully some new fun stuff. So keep an eye out on that. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, um, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And again, we don't know how the algorithm works, but we just know that subscriptions and likes and comments and stars and all that sort of jazz helps to get us noticed in the hockey podcast charts and helps to bring more people into this fine community of ours. So we just love and appreciate you all so much. That we do. And uh, definitely go check out our merch store because if you buy enough merch, maybe we'll have enough money to buy Twitter next and we will make sure that it doesn't die. So that would be a lot of merch. Here's Johnny, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's buy those shirts. They're cute. Um, all right, folks. Well, like Laura says, keep up with us wherever you can while you still can. And we will chat with you all here very soon. But until we are able to do that again, please take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we will come to you with a new fresh podcast next Tuesday. Bye.